You hear that? That's the awkward silence of a family dinner after you just got caught vaping. Most vapes contain high levels of nicotine and disappointment. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. What's up, everybody? Welcome episode of Super Gamer Boys. I'm your host, Colonel and Dad, Garrett Morling, and here in the virtual studio with me is the king of video games and resident power washer extraordinaire, Adrian Holmes. What's up, Adrian? You did it. You made it. I did it. I did it. All you the way what? through. Congratulations. It's because I'm back home, my home turf. Not, <laughs> not on the East Coast anymore. That New York was smog that... was messing up your brain, man. That's that's all it was. No, it's because the, the, the air was too pure, too clean. Oh, yes, of course. That's what the problem was. Living, I mean, my parents live out in basically a cabin in the woods. It's like, nah, all this pine smell, not, <laughs> not for me. Not for me. I, I need that smog. I need that <laughs> California smog. Your brain was like, like oh, it. the air, it's too clean. Too clean. Oh, man. Yeah. I'm doing uh, good, but, man. I'm doing good. Good, good. I'm glad, glad you are good. Um, Glad yeah, to see back, you back safely from New York as well. Back from New York, full of a uh, hell of a good dip, and uh, like I said, fresh air. So no hug barrels. Doing all right. No hug barrels. No, no I, unfortunately, hugs. I'm, I'm some a New too, Yorker. Too old. Too old for it. They say they're like yeah, they're at Wegmans. I went to Wegmans. They're like, I, I won't even let you purchase these. Uh, I was like, well, what if we I come back you- with my kids? What if I come back with my kids later? And they're like, no, well, yeah, we, we can't. It's kind of like. Kind of like when someone tries like underage, try uh, you're so you're buying out. I've never done <laughs> you this. Were this is allegedly. You were this overage. Is, this, is, this is allegedly, <laughs> but like if you were to buy someone who's underage and they card them and they're like, wait, you're too young, I can't sell this to you. It's the same way but opposite. You know, you're you're overage. Sorry. <laughs> what if I bring my kids in? Can can they buy it for me? <laughs> no, sir. Sorry. Sir, these are gonna send you into a diabetic shock. We cannot let you have them. Okay. <laughs> You are now 30 now. You cannot <laughs> consume this drink. You will die. Sorry. Um, that is probably true. But uh, yeah, um, we're back and uh, better than ever. Ready to do some shows. I didn't mess up the intro this week, so that's great. <clears throat> and great start. November 13th, 2023 is the 5th birthday of the super gamer boys happy birthday Woo! super gamer boys that's right we've been doing this shindig for five years who would have thought we'd last this long it's wild uh Here's also to a million more you'd think you'd think we would have had something cool planned but you know what i didn't realize it until about two days ago when i was Sir, on twitter we and, are the cool uh, plan that, that's true that's true you know i i planned us having an episode five years ago Come i'm like now. if i start doing episodes on mondays in five years We'll have an episode the same night that we celebrate our fifth birthday. So this is all planned ahead of time. It all worked out. (laughs) Uh, No, it was funny. I was on Twitter yesterday or the day before. And I saw a post for like, oh, happy 22nd birthday to Metal Gear Solid 2, November 13th, uh, 2001. I'm like... How did it take me five years to figure out that Metal Gear Solid 2 and the Super Gamer Boys share the same birthday? You share, I, we share a birthday with one of the greatest games ever made. One of your all-time one favorite One of my games. all-time favorites. And I, I did not know that. 
I'm, I'm, I gotta send another letter to Kojima. Let him know you're. Oh no! You've let him down once again. Not again, no. This close. This close. Ah, uh, you always gotta ruin things for me. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it is uh, five years. Crazy to think we've gone gone this far. We've made it. Uh, 219 episodes. I think tonight's 219. And uh, I mean, two seasons of uh, Super Gamer Book Club, season of Super Later Boys. We did a season of a D&D podcast. We got a bunch of sick, spooky Gamer Boys content we've made over the years. Like, And we're only getting better, baby. We've been growing yes. all year. Never quit. Keep up. Keep going. Keep going. Okay, we'll, we'll make it to the top one day. We'll get up there. <laughs> you know what what is gonna be cool i'm not gonna say what would be cool what is gonna be cool is that day you know who knows how long from now when we're like man remember when we were like remember when we were stoked about like oh man you know uh uh 200 people looked at that one tiktok we made wow yeah we got 200 views on that wow right. that's crazy <laughs> remember one these day. days man remember these days you gotta you, you're gonna want to remember how they feel when we're at the top you know what I mean? It's going to be good. It's going to be good. All right. Well, we should probably move on with the show. You guys want to talk talk about video games, I'm sure, or want us to. Uh, so today we're going to be talking about the new Steam Deck OLED that uh, I thought was interesting, seeing as, what was that, a couple months ago, an article came out that there's no no more Steam Decks, no Steam Deck 2 for a few more years. Like, we have to is stop not... believing companies when they <laughs> say these things. Just like Nintendo. Nintendo's like, there's no new hardware coming. Stop Nothing. it. Nothing. Stop <laughs> it. Well, that that was actually an article I almost pulled for tonight is they, uh, some someone at Nintendo came out uh, in an interview over in some Japanese publication and said, they denied denied the patent that we talked about last week like uh i mean like they standard not procedure that ex- not that it exists but they're like oh it's nothing we're not going to use it it's just just in case uh uh-huh. but they also denied that uh developers were showed uh like this uh switch two demos back at whatever <laughs> conference was at tokyo game or something like that i forget what show it was but so it's all like, these outlets and devs are collectively like they're all in on one <laughs> big lie and everyone's lying like what are you kidding me like <laughs> what? i don't what do you know think we're thought, stupid or something <laughs> i thought that I, we what? almost talked about that tonight and then i found some other more interesting news but i'm like what a wild thing to do come up and be like no switch 2 doesn't exist and we did not show it off it's like well, are you kidding me? Like, dozens so of like, outlets and devs saying that that happened at gamescom what are you everyone talking? just had this a collective a collective fever dream <laughs> this is just like when nintendo was like oh the ds is here it's not gonna replace the game boy at all we're gonna have all three the gamecube the ds and the game boy oh is that true then how come the ds has a game boy slot uh 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 yeah okay nintendo oh man uh so yeah today we're talking about the new steam deck oled the root of modern warfare 3's problem uh at least one of them maybe uh and playstation delays unnecessary games but first let's give a quick shout out to our patreon producers bumple smash eddie martin and kajoma zero one and our super gamer sponsors julie bates and mama mare it'll be awesome just like those folks head over to patreon.com slash super where you can support us starting at just one dollar a month that's right one dollar each month gets you episodes all month long early and ad free uh from this show as well as our patreon exclusive shows like season one of super gamer book club or our super later boy series um 
<clears throat> or just ad-free versions of Super Gamer Book Club 2 season if you're into that. So yeah, go check it out. We've got a bunch of other perks in tiers that we will talk about later on the show. Uh, but I do want to mention here that um, we have some awesome music here playing in the background from Jack Sriracha and Yate this week. Uh, and uh, go go check them out. Go show them some support. Links will be in the show description. Uh, Apple Music, Spotify. Thank you so much to Jack Sriracha and Yate for allowing us to use their music on our show. And with that, uh, I guess it's now time for the mailbag. Now, we're going to have to do it old school. We're going to have to do it old school because, uh, like I said, I was out of town last week. It's been a couple weeks, and the last time we left Super Bot, they were not happy. They were a little... I, I do have an update on this. Okay. Um, it, it, we, we, I, I did meet separately okay. with, with Gamerbot. Okay. Uh, we we hashed out some terms. Uh, we you know went back and forth, had some deliberations, and uh, it seems like we're coming to a deal that that Gamerbot is gonna like. Okay. Um, we are expected to meet again later this week to kind of hash everything out and see if we can come to a deal. Uh, so I will keep everybody posted. In the meantime, uh, a major incentive for this is we need to have questions for Gamerbot to read. So you need to get in yeah. that Discord. And drop some questions for Super Gamer Bot so that he, they can have uh, something to do so that they don't feel like they're just here for nothing. Um, so, yeah, I yeah. will keep you updated. All right. All right. Sounds good. Well, in that case, this first question comes to us from Sir Prince a lot. And he asks, what game has the worst soundtrack or just poor, weird musical choices, in your opinion? Adrian. What do you have? Do you, we gave this question a week to breathe because we were going to answer it last week. Then we're like, ah, we didn't we didn't quite feel prepared because this is a toughie. Usually yeah. video games like if a game's bad, more than just a soundtrack, other things stand out to you than the soundtrack, you know, uh, and if a game's good, it doesn't normally have a bad soundtrack. So we're like, kind of like, oh, man, this is tough. But right. You've had a week to kind of kind of think about it a little bit. Do you have something for us this week? I do. Um, so you before the show, you and I took a little walk uh, down memory lane, video game memory lane. <laughs> and I kind of I, I, I uh, brought up the prompt. I was like, do you remember those old? So you and I are old people, right? Older. Yeah. And I said, do you remember those computer games that we used to play in school? And I said, there was one that I remember that had a really like it's objectively bad music, but I love it so much because of the time period that it was in. It was a formative year for me, a formative learning experience. Right. Mm -hmm. So there's a PC game series that we looked up called Clue Finders. Now, <laughs> that name, I just you either you either said, what is Clue Finders? Or you said, oh, my God, Clue Finders. So the Clue Finders are a series of PC learning games where you go through as this group of young kids and you're on an adventure and you use different um, learning like math and reading and stuff like that to kind of help solve the adventure. Uh, the one in particular I'm thinking of, we found out, was the third grade one uh, to where you are in like an ancient Mayan area and there's a evil dragon named Mothra who is uh, threatening the health I think, of I think the wildlife. Mean, I think you mean Mathra. 
Did I say Ma- did I say Mothra? You said Mothra. It's oh, sorry. Math- I got Mathra. I got my kaiju mixed up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so Mathra is threatening the, the the health of the wildlife, and there are songs all throughout the game sung by these plants who resemble the beetles, and it is just <laughs> some of the worst songs you've ever heard. But like I said, it's it's the it's objectively bad, but it's also really good because it, it reminds me of a good time, so I can put up with it. Dude, yeah, I, when you when you brought that up, that like unlocked these core memories. Like, and I I was telling you, I was like, I thought I hallucinated these games. Like, I I could never figure it out. I was like, I remember playing this one, and then the fourth grade one, which was uh, like ancient Egypt one, and. I don't know. Yeah, I had these pictures in my head and could never place like, what's the name of this game? Like, what? Like, was did I make this up? Like, was this? Where did this come from? <clears throat> and yeah, when you were like talking about Clue Finders, I'm like, that sounds so familiar. I googled it. I'm like, oh my god, I remember it. Yeah, the music was so bad. Uh, the ancient Egypt one had some catchy tunes, but not necessarily good. <laughs> like it was just like it would just get stuck in your head real easy. Like, oh, you're, you're humming or whatever. Uh, but man, I I. I think we really need to uh I need to play through these again soon. I just saw that the Clue Finders third grade is on the Mac App Store on Apple and it's free. So Well, you keep talking. <laughs> I got something to get. Oh wait. No, it's not free. What it, that's weird. Okay, on Google it says it's free. When I actually clicked on the link, it's fifteen dollars. But yeah, that's Clue still Finders, not bad. Clue Finders third grade. It is available on the App Store for fifteen dollars. So there you I go. am pulling it up. <laughs> Uh, but that is fantastic. Yeah, it was like such a wild like <laughs> ride down memory lane there when you first said that. I'm like, oh my gosh, these games are <laughs> so good and bad at the same time. Um, so my oh, pick uh, is kind of a weird. I don't know. Maybe it's not. I mean, this game is not a deep cut. Uh, but I I half wonder if how many people actually. <laughs> watched all the way to the post credit scene of this game to watch this. So at the end of Call of Duty Black Ops 2, I don't know if you remember, I think with Black Ops 1 and 2, actually for Call of Duty Zombies for quite a few years, for I, I don't know how many years, but there's, uh, there's like two or three of the Call of Duty Zombies games where they teamed up with Avenged Sevenfold to make songs for the zombie mode. And uh, Black Ops 2, I think might have been the first one they did it with, or maybe it's, I, I honestly can't remember. But if you watch all the way to the end of the main campaign, so after you finish the main story of Black Ops 2, mm-hmm. you watch all the way through the credits, all the way to the very end, if you didn't skip it or quit out before then. post credit scene is, uh, I think uh, it's one of the bad guys. Uh, I think it's the main villain of the game. And then like, and then Mason, which was like, but he's an old man. Cause that's how, I don't know if you remember the black ops two story. Mason's yeah. like the good guy from the first game, but in the second game, he's like in a wheelchair and he's old or whatever. Um, so it's the good guy and the bad guy talking and the, the bad guy, Men- Menendez, Mendez, whatever his name is, has like an electric guitar in his hand and suddenly <laughs> sinister gates. And, uh, what's the lead singer from, uh, Avenged sevenfold, uh, I, I wish I knew, name. dude. <laughs> they walk around the corner, and this is in-game, in-engine or whatever, and and they're, like, start yelling at Mendez and, like, smacking him in the head because he's all nervous for something, holding this guitar, and then suddenly they work up the courage to go out on stage, and they perform the song Carry On by Avenged Sevenfold, 
like fully in-game engine. Like Mendez is playing electric guitar, and then it's like uh, you know the lead singer Venge Sevenfold singing. Uh, it's Mason back on drums and Sinister Gates on on the other guitar, and it's the <laughs> wildest. It's not a bad song. Was this intended to be seen? Like, I I don't know. The video I I found the video on YouTube. Um, I remember it from years, but it's like I forgot about it until I was doing some research. I'm like, oh my gosh, I've totally forgot about this. <laughs> I don't think the songs are necessarily bad, but I'm a fan of old Avenged Sevenfold stuff. Like I was huge into them when I was younger. Uh, but what a wild choice to be like, this is how we're going to end our game. The post credits ending sequence is the villain of the game and the hero of the game teaming up with Sinister Gates. And I wish I could remember his freaking name uh, in the lead singer of Avengers Sevenfold. Uh, <laughs> to, uh, uh, oh, M, M Shadows. That's his name. M Shadows. What a name. Him. M Shadows and Sinister Gates in play carry on the song that was made specifically for call of duty black ops 2 like they made it for that game uh okay that makes sense then because now they're just trying to make sure they get as much as they can since they paid for that song yeah oh exactly 100 percent. yeah but it's just like what a wild choice yeah there was a few songs there was like two or three songs they did for call of duty games what was the other one there's another one but oh not ready to die was also a song that they specifically made just for Call of Duty Black Ops or one of the Call of Duty Zombies games. Um, so yeah, there was like a few of them. It was just like, what a wild choice. <laughs> so that's my pick. And not necessarily a bad, I mean, I guess it depends on who you ask. So a, lot, so a lot of people don't like Event Sevenfold. I like them, but it was like, what a stupid way to end a game. Like this bad guy that you built up through the whole thing. And now he's like a goofball, like idiot who like gets stage fright. <laughs> you know so funny um yeah well that's it i guess for that question uh if you guys have any uh bad soundtracks or poor musical choices uh leave them in the comments here on youtube or join us over on discord supergamerboys.com discord where you can let us know your thoughts bad soundtracks or whatnot bad musical choices and uh also your mailbag questions we need your questions remember if you want Please. super gamer bot back Write them in so you can go over to that Discord or just anywhere on social media. If you're on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, DM us. Follow us, Super Gamer Boys on all of those places. So check us out. We would love to hear from you. <clears throat> all right, Adrian, it's now time for the Nerdy Nudes. <clears throat> it's now time for the Nerdy Nudes. Look at me. Glorious. Every time. Every time. In 4K. All right. Here we are. Good to go. Everything's working. Everything's working. I don't know. We'll find out. Yeah, we're good. Here we go. Got the news stories ready to go for you. Up on the dock here. Number one. From GameSpot, written by Steve Watts. The Steam Deck OLED announced with better screen, better Ooh, battery life. Baby. And more. Valve has announced a remodeled Steam Deck model with higher quality display, better battery life, more storage capacity, and more. Okay. Uh, the Steam Deck OLED is uh, still being called a part of the first generation Steam Deck family, so it mostly packs the same internal hardware specs as the LCD model, but it's improved in almost every other way. The upgraded model comes in two different storage configurations as well as a special limited edition model. It goes on sale surprisingly soon with pre-orders beginning on November 16th. I believe that is... 
three days from now. Friday? No, Thursday. Thursday. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah, it includes an HDR OLED display. The headliner features a new HDR OLED. So not even just an OLED display, an HDR OLED display, which is amazing. Uh, Valve Braggs makes it the first handheld to support such a uh, sport such a screen. Since many games on Steam already have native HDR support, the new model will be able to display these without any further work or patches on the part of the developers. The display is also slightly larger at 7.4 uh, inches up from 7 inches due to the, a smaller bezel. Thank you, Lord. Uh, and has a 90 hertz refresh rate, so it's a higher refresh rate screen as well, up from 60. Uh, and the one terabyte and limited edition models also feature an anti-glare etched glass finish on the screen. <clears throat> so HDR OLED has the wider color gamut, pure blacks, uh, it's a bigger screen, higher brightness, a thousand nit brightness up from 400. So it's more than double the brightness on the screen, which is awesome. So like that playing daytime, especially if you have that, uh, the anti-glare uh, glass etched, etched glass screen or whatever man it's gonna be great for like Ooh, anywhere play inside crispy. outside wherever you are uh, battery battery i don't know why i keep saying battery 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 life <laughs> <laughs> buttery battery battery life uh in addition to the oled screen promising to be more power efficient the new model also sports a larger 50 watt hour battery up from 40 watt hours so the screen uses less power the new amd apu uses better battery and as a bigger battery so it's like way more energy efficient while also pack packing more energy in it uh it is lighter about five percent lighter uh it looks like the dimension wise it's one millimeter taller <laughs> it's basically i didn't same, know that though. yeah it, it's, it's it, it attributes to the redesigned thumbsticks i guess the thumbsticks are a little different shaped so one mm. millimeter taller that like thick i guess you should say one millimeter thicker uh, faster downloads because Wi-Fi 6E in it, uh, which I'm actually kind of stoked about because we recently upgraded to uh, like the mesh 6E network here at our house. So I'm like, Ooh, Ooh, I can baby. Fi finally actually use it. I don't think anything else I own use it. Maybe that my iPhone does, but uh, other specs. It also is roughly 30% faster, apparently. Uh, oh, it, it resumes games 30% faster, I should say. Uh hmm. So uh, it's uh, updated APU is now a six nanometer chip. Uh, Touchscreen should be more responsive. Speakers can reach higher volumes. Battery can be charged more quickly. System itself should now be easier to take apart and repair thanks to adjustments to the number and types of screws. So overall, this thing is just blowing. <laughs> For like a half step, it is doing a lot. Like they're not like they're saying this isn't the Steam Deck 2, but it's wow, 1.5. Yeah, like. what an improvement across the board. So they are dropping. They're getting rid of the 64 and the 256 gig uh, Steam decks, the Good LCD call. versions. Good call. Uh, they are going to, <clears throat> from what I understand, they're keeping the 512 LCD. So if you still want an LCD screen, I think you can get it, but it'll just be, uh, it'll it'll be, um, yeah, the 512 version of LCD or whatever if you just want it a little bit cheaper uh, or you can get the 512 OLED so the 512 LCD will be right now it's on sale for 449 down from 650 so it is a significant right. price drop right uh, 449 for that the 512 OLED is going to be 549 so about $100 more Why, who uh, wouldn't take that who wouldn't rich. I would just wait and save the extra $100 right <laughs> uh, the 1 terabyte OLED is 650 so kind of where the 512 used to be uh, and then there's a one terabyte 
uh, limited edition that has like the translucent uh, casing, the red accents. It looks sick. It's 680, so you spend an extra 30 bucks on the normal one terabyte uh, to get that limited edition. So yeah, November 16th, 10 a.m., this new Steam Deck launches. And Adrian, what are your thoughts on these upgrades? I, like you said, I think it's an it's a market upgrade across all points. I feel like there's barely anything that they didn't touch and refresh in this, um, in this new iteration. I was looking at a few breakdowns on YouTube and they were saying that even the fans are quieter because of the way the new heatsink is and there's a yeah. bigger fan it's in a it bigger fan so it doesn't have to go as fast yeah right so yeah everything i feel like people were saying about steam deck originally i feel like they went in and did something to to address it uh it may not 100 percent please everybody but i think a lot of people's uh issues like if you had a laundry list of them valve went through and said well what can we do about this 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 and this yeah and this is the product that you get. Um, I will say the big thing, I, I I am still a fan of the Steam Deck. I definitely have not used it nearly as much as I thought I was going to. Um, and I, I do think that the biggest hurdle for me was that it was still LCD. Because when I look at the contrast between that and the, the Switch OLED, it, it really is night oh, and day, dude. Night and day. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I do think I, you never realize how much of I'm not like a pixel peeper snob or anything like that, but <clears throat> just having the the vivid image and the deep blacks and stuff like that, it really all does add up, yeah. you know, and it, and it it made. Granted, the Steam Deck is more powerful hardware, but it made it feel outdated to me hmm. because of the older looking screen. And it made me want to play it less. So I think without having that, that's like my biggest hurdle with it, right? Um, so I think having that OLED on there really removes the last major roadblock of me like jumping on board and heavily, heavily using my Steam Deck. Yeah. So I'm I'd definitely be looking forward to to picking up this upgrade. Now, I did say before the show, I said now I have to practice some real self-restraint. Because if I use if I if I sell my original Steam Deck like we were talking about doing, I have to make sure that I don't get an analog pocket. Because <laughs> <laughs> the money would be in my hand and I could yep. just go to analog.com and pick up wow. a pocket. Could you though? But, uh, that's fair too. That is <laughs> could fair. You, too. Could you? Um, yeah, uh, it's for me. I don't know. This upgrade just seems like a no-brainer. So my story with the Steam Deck, it's interesting that you've played it not as much as you thought it would because I've played it way more than I thought it would. I got it with the intention to be... Because I I, I was in a weird lull with just video games in general. And I was just like, "Ah, maybe this will help me because I was at a point where I was like, I don't want to go all the way down to my office and sit alone in my office and play video games i'd love to just sit in bed with my wife and Mm -hmm. while she's watching a show or reading a book i can be playing a game or i can go play anywhere i can play and you know i'm not just limited to steam or to to switch games because not that switch games are bad but as we've talked about a couple weeks ago with like super mario wonder it's like a lot of the like platformer and generally like the switch games at least that i own i will say that i own because i'm sure there's switch games that i would prefer or that would actually be more up my alley uh, but in general, it's just like that. 
a lot of those genres don't click for me for very long. I love them and I have a lot of fun for like a short period of time and then I burn out really fast. Like a few couple weeks, I'm like, all right, I've had my fill of this platform or whatever it is. Uh, whereas Steam Deck has really opened up like just a huge library of PC games <laughs> that I already own, whether it's stuff I've gotten for free or stuff I paid for, or like, uh, you know, it, they always have crazy sales. So yeah, my library is full of games um, and it's been awesome. I've played so much like in the last few months of owning this thing, uh, games that have just been even just sitting in my Steam library for years. And I finally am like, oh, now I'm going to play it because I got a awesome system to play it on, you know, fire it up anywhere. Most like things run great. Um, so for me, this is it's funny. Like we both come to the same conclusion. Like for you, it's a no brainer to upgrade because there was a hurdle for me. It's a no brainer to upgrade because it's like. I already love my Steam Deck so much and use it so much. It's like, heck yeah. If I can like get the better screen and have it better battery to last longer for me and better heating, temperature control, like all this stuff, like I'm in 100%. So yeah, I I I need to set up my offer up account because I'm like ready to sell this thing <laughs> as soon as possible. I got you. You better move it. You better do it as soon as I know. As you can, I need to do it sooner than later. Because if the market gets is gonna get like washed with um all these old consoles pretty soon right. here if it's not already so it's like I need to get rid of it need to ditch yeah, it yeah you better get a move on you got three but, days yeah um but I am uh, stoked out of my mind for this uh, this upgrade and, and and I mean if things don't work out and I'm not able to sell this one right away then I might I might hold off but the only reason I'm kind of tempted to like really pull the trigger though on Thursday too is like I would love to try for that limited edition one. Like it would Do be it. cool to have the have the special one. Do it, <laughs> Anakin. But, do it. But yeah, with like the upgraded hard drive, because I mean, we both of us like we upgraded the hard drive in our right. You did the the one terabyte upgrade, didn't you? No, I did. Oh. I can't remember what I did. I did you, upgrade you, it. I just can't remember what I put it, it to. Okay. Um. Yeah, but we like having technically ours uh, or mine, anyways. Like I, I did the one terabyte upgrade in mine and. You know, which technically wasn't available on the market. So I would hope, in my in theory, I was like, oh, I could probably get a little bit more than what you'd sell like a 512 because technically it's, you know, upgraded. It's, it's an upgraded one, even though it's yeah, not. Yeah, that's true. It's not, even though it's not official, it's the one terabyte's one terabyte. Uh, one thing I did want to mention that's interesting, I mentioned this in our Discord when we were talking about this earlier in the week when it uh, was announced was um with the previous iterations the pricing scales you could get away with buying a 64 gig and then dropping an 80 gig or, or not 80 gig uh buy the 64 gig at 400 and then you can buy one terabyte ssd for like 80 or 90 bucks mm-hmm. so you save like uh like 150 bucks basically and get double the space because the 512 like i said before was like 650 dollars. so it was it was a great value you know that's what i'm trying to say you could buy the cheap one and get a better performing uh steam deck for 150 dollars less than what the top tier they were officially selling was where with the new pricing scheme and the new hard drive they have set up if i was to buy the 512 and upgrade to one terabyte uh, i'd only be saving like 10 bucks because the 512 is $550 and the one terabyte is 650. 
So they've so that really, with, yeah. it's, it, it's almost like they, they figured out what everyone does. So instead of offering a super cheap option where they're like, no, we're drop, we're cutting it back just to two. Just we're not going to have that much of a swing. <laughs> and like, if, if you like, they knew everyone was doing the upgrade anyway. So just offer the upgrade and that way know. they so, get the money. So technically if you wanted to save 10 bucks, you could buy the five twelve and install a one terabyte yourself, or you could just buy the one terabyte. Just from buy them. the one it's, terabyte. It's factory. It keeps your warranty intact. And yeah, like you never have to change out. it. So, you shouldn't you should never have to change it unless there's some catastrophic failure uh in that case hopefully yeah, well at that point go back cover. to valve yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey valve uh want to check this out um i so that was just one thing i thought was interesting i'm like oh they'd cut out because yeah they i don't think they realized what they were doing with this having three three different tiers of the steam deck like really they, they had they were, to like who realistically was going to be able to do anything with 64 gigs of storage like even yeah. even a lot of smaller games nowadays are at least what 1.5, 2.5, 4 gigs. Yeah, I I mean yeah, and even like mid range games are like thirty to forty. So at that point, you literally can like even a couple AAA games, you can only have one or two on there, and you're maxed right. out. So yeah, it was a wild choice to be like, yeah, sixty four gig, this makes sense. <laughs> it's like uh, okay, cool, upgrade that sucker for eighty bucks. Thank you very much. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, looking forward to it. Um, yeah, I need to get mine on the market ASAP and then uh, hopefully uh, get hopefully that bad boy we'll, out the door. Hopefully next week when we're on the show, we'll have some good news for you. We'll see. I really like really the only reason I'm interested to bite on Thursday is only for the limited edition. If I log in and the limited edition is gone already, then I might just be like, eh. I'll, I'll wait a little bit, you know. <laughs> I'll, I'll wait we'll until see. my Steam we'll, my we'll Steam Deck see. actually sells. I'll wait for my. St- that's what I mean. I'll wait until because like, if come Thursday my Steam my Steam Deck hasn't sold, I st- still might bite if the limited edition is available, and then just when it does eventually sell, that money goes towards it. But if uh, Thursday comes around and this limited edition is sold out, there's really no reason. How to many do you think they made? Bite right away. Uh, <clears throat> I'm gonna say uh, I'm gonna say 25k. Are you talking about the limited edition? Uh huh. I think less than that. Really? Ten? Maybe. I don't know. I mean, they're they're making it sound like it's super exclusive. Like uh, I don't even know if I can find the Steam. Did you know there's Steam. a white one for Valve employees? They got a white one. Sick. Those are gonna be showing up on. Uh, on no, eBay. they won't. <laughs> no, probably not. They probably all have serial number. They're like their name on it and stuff, so they could never get rid of it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> um, they've changed their online store. It looks a lot different now, so it's actually hard to. Oh, I was incorrect too. I thought they were keeping the 512 LCD one. They're keeping the 256. So there will oh, still be okay. three skew. There's there there will be three SKUs available. So two fifty six, five twelve, and one terabyte. But the two fifty six is only LCD instead of OLED. That's what they're doing. Makes um, sense. <clears throat> but yeah, I don't know. It's not. They don't have any. They had another like they used to have a little section about the limited edition one, and it made a comment that made it seem like it could be. Yeah, just super duper rare limited edition, but 
I don't know. I guess we'll find out. We'll find out Thursday. I'm sure I'll be <laughs> tweeting about it if I, if I get it. Or right. not. I'll be post if I get one. I'll post about it for sure. <laughs> oh man! Gaze uh, upon me, you peasants. <laughs> Got my Ferrari, Ferrari <laughs> red. Uh, I, I, it's so sick. I, I I'm not necessarily a huge fan of red, but like that black trans, like black smoky translucent case with like the red accents. I'm like, that's hot. That's <laughs> really like the the mesh in the fan grills is like the red too and like shines through it's just bright enough it's kind of it's similar to like the top of an xbox series x with like the green mm-hmm. look to it like that red just pops so much it's like ooh, that's that's nice that's nice. i still to this day cannot believe they didn't make that an led in the xbox yes see it, it it always looked like it was like in the marketing but yeah then yeah. like when you see one in real life you're like oh it's just just painted this is colored like it's not actually like glowing like you it's, like, it's it designed really have, in a way had, yeah would it have add, would it have cost that much more to add like i don't think it adds a whole bunch of heat does it leds don't usually generate that that much uh they can generate a little bit but not a not a ton no. one one green one no yeah, one it's not gonna one. add that much heat no <clears throat> um all right well, let's move on here to the next news story Coming from Forbes, written by Paul Tassi, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3 was a 16-month rush job, surprising huh. no one. You know, at this say. point, yeah, at this point, it's becoming established that Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3's campaign may be the worst in the series' history, with the entire game feeling like a tacked-on addition to last year's Modern Warfare 2. As it turns out, there's a reason for that. As revealed in a new Jason Trier report about what exactly happened here. It should surprise no one that, yes, this exact absolutely was a rush job that required such hammer to crunch hard and turn around a campaign in 16 months when previously Call of Duty games were on a rotating three-year cycle. The idea was that Modern Warfare 3 was originally an expansion of Modern Warfare 2, not a full new game. But that changed over time as Activision wanted a real Call of Duty game to be sold in the holiday season, as one always is. Activision denies this now, but according to Trier's report, a dozen current and former employees say that's what they were told in some form or another. Those working at Sledgehammer were upset about this new rush timeline after they had had to previously sprint to release Call of Duty Vanguard and were told that wouldn't happen again. Instead, they had to make the new campaign in 16 months, by far the shortest dev cycle in series history. And the result was a short collection of missions that currently has a disastrous 53 on Open Critic that was when this was written. Let's see what it's at now. Uh, it's up to 58. It's up to 58 Ooh, now. Oh, 58. <laughs> Good job. Uh, <laughs> it's an all-time low for the series. Apparently, the original plan was for Sledgehammer to make an advanced warfare sequel, adding on to the story of the 2014 game. But that was axed in favor of another Modern Warfare, where it's become increasingly clear Activision has only wanted Modern Warfare Black Ops games these days. Now the debate uh, around what to do with Call of Duty turns to Microsoft as they are the new owners of both Activision and the IP. Back when the acquisition talks first started, there was this idea that Activision Studio lineup would not continue to be hammered into being Call of Duty support studios, and some would be allowed to go back to working on other IPs. Maybe Call of Duty no longer needed to have a yearly release cadence, but that was a long time ago and we have no idea what Microsoft's current plans are. Uh, blah 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 blah. There was I have an, an idea. On, there was an update on this I wanted to get to. So update. Uh, it doesn't say when this update happened, but sometime in the last couple days, apparently. Sledgehammer has tweeted about the development report, saying they are proud of Modern Warfare 3 and they call it the first direct sequel in the franchise. Um, that doesn't make sense because is 
one that's it's what they, it says it's the first direct sequel in the franchise what are you talking about you've made a bunch of other games that also were sequels <laughs> like it doesn't make any sense but anyways here's their tweet sledgehammer games from november 9th statement from aaron hallen studio head shg we're incredibly proud of modern warfare 3 both the full game experience at launch and the upcoming year of content we have planned for the community on behalf of the extremely talented team across sledgehammer games and our partner studios with whom we've collaborated on development this has been a labor of love to lead to the first ever back-to-back sequel in call of duty i think i know what they mean because usually like it's the article said they take a break like it would be modern warfare and then black ops and then modern warfare and then something else so this is the first time they've done two years in a row of the same franchise uh we cannot wait to see our community's reaction to all to all that the entire game has to offer across campaign multiplayer and zombies from the start of development we have all been laser focused on creating the next groundbreaking call of duty game long before we wrapped up our previous game we heard loud and clear from fans about the desire to stay and play together for longer within the same series and that's what we've delivered first true sequel in franchise history it is also why we added features like carry forward for the first time to honor the investment our players have made in modern warfare series we're proud to be the team to lead the way on modern warfare 3. we have worked hard to deliver on this vision which has been years in the making anything said to the contrary is simply not true this is our game and we cannot wait to play it online with all of you uh so yeah kind of totally refuting all these claims saying like no like development was great this has been planned all along we love it you guys love it everything's good somebody's lying someone's lying here (laughs) and once again i have a sneaky suspicion uh it's not all of the critics who reviewed it and gave it a four out of ten right (laughs) no or jason like jason trier does some good hard investigative work typically like he has sources you know it's not like he's just making this stuff up typically like he's talks to people who work there and they share their stories anonymously with them it just seems crazy that they're like no everything was peachy over here everything's good <laughs> like all right cool um, sure thing whatever you say yeah ign gave it a four out of ten GameSpot gave it a five out of ten three out of ten digital spy digital trans give it a two and a half out of five horrendous ratings across the board three percent recommend uh adrian what are your thoughts on this i think we are seeing the (laughs) exact product of what happens when you make a game in this environment right yeah uh there was evidence of of activision saying that they weren't going to they were going to look into not doing an annual cod and clearly they they doubled back on that and said nope money please put it out now yeah and force this studio into a 16-month crunch basically to get this terrible product out which had to be it, it literally there's no other way this game could have come out than this and been a competent product with 16 months I, I i totally understand why the campaign is three hours yeah right <laughs> there's no I know, that's, way that's the wildest thing is yeah like when they came out and they're like yeah, imagine spending $60, $70 and getting through the campaign in three to four hours. I was like, all right. So I, I was trying to think of like a movie that was like close to two to three hours or whatever. I was like, imagine going to see like uh, well, Avengers Endgame was like two and a half, right? Or was that mm-hmm. close to three? 
Uh, that was too. You know, it'd be or like, like um, or like Avatar like, or something like that. Or I don't no, know. Titanic, I would never. No, but... absolutely no. Uh, Lord of the Rings. Lord Ex- of the yeah, Rings, imagine can, going to argue well, that. I would spend seventy dollars to. That's see what I was saying. You can argue that one, <laughs> but like. But that's what I'm saying. Like, imagine, like, what it sounds like is imagine it's like Avatar 16. It's three hours long, and you paid seventy dollars to go watch it. And you're like, why did I do this? <laughs> I this was poor money management on my part. <laughs> but see, I wouldn't. I and I, I said this too. I said I wouldn't have a problem if okay, it's four hours, but it's four awesome hours. Yeah, right. You know what I mean? Like we a lot of people most people are still hung up on this this thing that a game needs to be super long for it to be quality right, right. we talked about it a few weeks ago with the, yeah. the spider-man thing yeah exactly. exactly and we at least we believe that's not true right but it's okay I, to have I think, a short game right i think it would i think it would have been a much different discussion around this game if it was four hours but it was four incredible like it was an, an incredible story that yeah. left you on like a, a crazy cliffhanger. There was more DLC coming. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or at yeah, least I think I think the blow would have been softened. Yeah. Versus what happened and what we got and what the yeah. situation we're in now. Everything we've heard is like the story is bland and boring and slow and like the villains are like whatever. It's just like apparently oh, it's just repurposed Warzone maps too. From what I'm reading ridiculous oh yeah yeah it's just like <laughs> yeah uh, well was it warzone or was it uh modern warfare 2 maps the modern uh, warfare 2 or 3 maps are are just warzone maps that have been repurposed in right, like people okay. are finding landmarks in the in the levels that are in the warzone map <laughs> well yeah from from what little gameplay i've seen they literally go to like uh like you actually go to like verdansk which was like the main map of Warzone when it first came out and like you drive up to like the big soccer field that's in the middle like the big stadium that was in the middle of the the map and it's like oh so they, they literally just using Redansk and just added like civilians now running around there and like right. just to add to the, make it seem more like lived in and not a war yeah. zone and they had to like, do what they oh, had to do they, okay. it was already made right the asset was already made we don't have to spend the time making it just put people in it I get it it's just sucky that they had to to develop like that with that kind of mindset yeah yeah uh i for the longest time i've only been a fan of call of duty's campaigns um but the last couple that have come out i yeah i haven't purchased i mean for other reasons are you not a zombie guy uh back in the day i did as Mm. it went on zombies got less and less interesting to me like world at war to me is still peak uh, Black Ops was fantastic, but after that, like even with like Black Ops Two and like as it went on, I'm like, oh, this is like, is it started getting too convoluted for me? Like when they started to add a story to like the zombies and like all these crazy Easter eggs, it takes, you know, 800 hours to figure <laughs> out, and like you got to like stand on your head just right to like open a door. I'm like, all right, now I just want to shoot some zombies and like set up. That's some when cool you go to tra- Dead Ops. Cool, cool, cool traps and stuff like that. So for me, like World at War, like the original zombies, and then uh, like Black Ops, that was killer. That was great. But like ever since then, it's like, oh, this is fun, but it's not the same. But I mean, but what I was gonna say though is like, not quality-wise, Call of Duty's already been kind of like on a, a little bit of a decline the last few years, at least with the campaigns. But then also, you know, all the issues with Bobby Kotick and the company too. We've I, what was that a couple years ago when I made the declaration I wasn't going to buy 
you know, Activision game to support him, <laughs> and I haven't. So it's right. like, yeah. now he's only got two more weeks. What? A, yeah, a he's month got a, and a he's month got and a his, six weeks. Yeah, another month, and I can I can buy uh, some some old Call of Duty games, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> not this one, though. No. Not Modern Warfare Three. I'll buy like one of the older ones. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. This is just it's sad really like i know they're trying to like play it off like oh this is so cool like we did our first back-to-back like direct sequel you guys wanted this this is fantastic but it's no like, we didn't you wanted this no they yeah. didn't even want the uh uh activision management wanted this yeah actors and management wanted some money and i mean what's what's i just I think I the don't saddest understand. part the saddest part about the situation to me is like you like we we always say and you know other other podcasts will say like vote with your wallet right right but the problem is is even though the campaign sucks the multiplayer is always a banger like they they don't miss with the multiplayer in most cases so unfortunately this game is going to make millions of dollars because everyone has to have the newest multiplayer maps and modes and everything, get the new operators and all this uh, stuff. So it's like, so you say like vote with your wallet and everyone's like, eh, I don't play the campaign anyway, so I'm going to buy it. And it's like, well, ah, ah, okay. Like, and they're they like, don't realize, okay, they don't I realize, will. click buy. They yeah. They don't realize how much like as the campaign slowly degrades, like that, that does leak over into other parts of the game. Like, you're not getting the best quality multiplayer that you would like. You may not realize it, but if like if the campaign is that bad, imagine the corners they cut in the multiplayer. Like there could have been features that you know you're missing out on, or even like like weird glitches and bugs for the first two months. Like I don't know. It's it's not just like a it only directs campaign. Like that's the most glaring problem here. But that obviously means I haven't seen reviews for multiplayer and stuff yet because usually they do like in like, they do. Uh, uh, reviews in progress kind of thing until they have a few weeks to do multiplayer and whatnot. Um, so as far as I know, those reviews haven't come out yet, but it's like, I don't know. I can only think like, oh, there's probably going to be issues with, with those as well, right? <laughs> I don't know. Is it sad? Because it's like, vote with your wallet. Like, don't support them. And everyone's like, eh, I don't play campaign anyways. I'm going to give them the $70. It's like, God, <laughs> like, okay, whatever. Just keep encouraging it. Just keep encouraging it. You're going to keep getting garbage. <laughs> uh crazy i don't know especially when warzone's free when warzone's free it's like why spend 70 bucks for something that you know is like for not bad not made not made well right <laughs> uh, i don't care how hard you work like i'm not saying they didn't work hard like the people over the let me very be very clear i'm sure everyone at sledgehammer games work their butts off oh yeah blood Absolutely. sweat and tears in this so i'm not here to say like you guys did like bad work but the end product unfortunately is bad it's as the result, result of the environment they worked the in exactly the environment that they were forced to work in and, and the pressure that they were put under and stuff and that's the that's fact that they sad. got a game out at all is amazing kind of 16 wild. months that's that's for a game this large and i think the only reason they were able to is by reusing warzone and right modern warfare 2 assets basically because otherwise like that's insane. Like for a triple A game, like imagine, imagine like hearing like, yeah, Spider-Man two or God of War Ragnarok, 16 months, bang that sucker out. It's like, Oh no. Oh, no. <laughs> like, what are so we doing? <laughs> oh, so bad. 
Uh, uh, Naughty Dog needs to take some notes. They could put out freaking their multiplayer game. <laughs> hey, look, Call of Duty is doing it in 16 months. What are you doing, Naughty Dog? What's going on over there? Oh, no, I don't want that. I don't want this that, that <laughs> timeline. Don't let us be in that one. That, that was also another uh, article that I passed on for this week was apparently the director of the Naughty Dog multiplayer game. I can't even remember the name of it. Uh, came out and said, like, yeah, we're still working on it. Everything's looking, looking, going great. It's like, yeah. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. <laughs> Believe going so great, it. you don't have any more concept art, any more images, <laughs> any more anything. Gotcha. Not even like pre-alpha footage. I mean, they freaking right. put uh, Xbox literally released uh, uh, pre-alpha Unreal Engine 5 and, uh, footage of Metal Gear Solid Delta. Like, this game's not coming out for two, three years at least. And if they, that, they're, yeah. they're, they're putting out footage of this, of the remake. Meanwhile, this <laughs> Naughty Dog game, they're just like, uh, nothing yet to report. Sorry. <laughs> Crazy. Uh, I mean, hopefully this all gets straightened out under under the new Xbox management management, and uh, they can get them on a regular cadence or something like that. I don't know. Yeah. But this I mean, the stop. old schedule was great, where basically it was Treyarch, Infinity Ward, and Sledgehammer, and Raven. Right. Like, those four just, like, taking turns. Like, it basically gave them a technically Two, like three a, years a three to well a three to four year cycle because they were just yeah. like there's four studios all to, well it was three for a while and then raven joined in on one but then i think raven became more of a support studio so but every it gave him three years to basically develop a call of duty game it's like right. that's fantastic those games were great back then when you were doing that that was great like you know because you would get uh infinity ward was doing all the modern warfare games Sledgehammer, or sorry, Treyarch was doing all the Black Ops or like uh, whatever, like the more like World at War stuff like that, like the dark gritty stuff, which I always loved. It whenever I saw Treyarch, I'm like, I'm in. This is gonna be a good Call of Duty. And then Sledgehammer came in with like, uh, did they do Advanced, Advanced Warfighter? Uh, that's um, Ghost Recon. Sorry, not Advanced. No, Advanced. Not yeah. Ghost Recon it, Advanced. advanced no, you're right, but it's called Advanced Something. Sledgehammer, games, uh, Call of Duty Advanced Warfare. Advanced Warfare, not Warfighter. Yeah, you're right. Uh, yeah, they did. Sledgehammer did Advanced Warfare. That's Vanguard. the future one, right? Yeah. Uh, I never played Advanced Warfare, actually. Me uh, either. Because I, I didn't like the futuristic stuff. I'm like, if I want futuristic, I'll just play Halo. <laughs> and they were <laughs> trying to do the Titanfall thing where you were running on the walls and everything. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm good. I'm cool. Um, they did Vanguard in 2021. They did World War II in 2017. Um, so they did Sledgehammer kind of gets the random stuff. <laughs> I've got to feel bad for Sledgehammer. I, they're the ones who'd made this one, right? Yeah. So Sledgehammer like, is always, they've always been dealt the bad hand. Like they're always <laughs> hey, like no one else wants to make this one. Can you make this one? And not that they haven't made good ones. World War, World War II was good. Uh, like, technically, oh God, what do we make next? What do yeah. we, what, are, anybody got any ideas? <laughs> um, but, yeah, crazy. Uh, they need to go back to the three-year cycle, spread out the campaigns, give people some time, because it's this isn't fair. It's not all right. Um, cool. Well, I think it's time we move on to this last news story here. This one comes from Polygon, written by Michael McWhorter. Sony's plan for 12 live-service PlayStation games by 2026 just got cut in half. Woo! Shortly after Sony acquired Destiny developer Bungie, the PlayStation maker announced an ambitious plan to launch more than 10 live service games by the end of Sony's 2025 fiscal year. 
A year later, that plan became slightly more clear. Sony wanted 12 live service games on PlayStation by then. But according to an update from Sony president, COO, and CFO Hiroki Totoki, uh, the company now plans to have just six online multiplayer games released by the end of Sony's 2025 fiscal year, which in my opinion is still too many, but uh, which ends March 31st, 2026. The rest will come later, Satoki said during Sony's earnings presentation Q&A session on Thursday. Satoki said in comments translated to English that Sony will have 12 live service titles planned, but the company is currently reviewing them in order to meet gamers' expectations and to ensure that those games will be played and liked for a long time. Mid to long term, we want to expand this kind of service, Satoki said. That's the unchanged policy of our company. But he stressed that quality should be most important when it comes to launching new live service games. Sony hasn't confirmed what all 12 titles are, but we know some of them, and we may also know why some of them have slipped beyond Sony's uh, FY25 target. Developer Naughty Dog is currently developing a new multiplayer experience set in The Last of Us Fiction. That game needs more time before it's ready to be shown, the studio said in May. Sony-owned Bungie is also working on the new Marathon game, but the colorful extraction shooter was reportedly recently delayed to at least 2025. Uh, there's also a new multiplayer game based on Guerrilla Games' Horizon franchise. I did not know about this one. <laughs> An online co-op combat game set in Fantasy London? It's oh, a from Monster Hunter-like th- th- No, no, no. This is a, it's a different game. It's a, I, oh, I, oh, another I, one. I, I, missed the, I missed the semicolon. So there's, these are two games. There's a Guerrilla Games Horizon franchise, colon, another game is an online co-op game set in Fantasy London by PlayStation London Studios. Uh, Fair Games, the AAA multiplayer experience heist game from Jade Raymond's Haven Studios, uh, and Concord from Firewalk Studios. So we actually do know a good handful of the games that could be coming out, but we already know like of two or three of them that are all getting delayed. So so what those six games are going to be, who knows? Nobody knows. <laughs> but uh, are we are we on the same page that this is basically like a, a quiet cancellation, right? I, if, I hope if they're, so. If they're yes. holding half of these games until 2025, <laughs> 2025. Yeah, because by the time we get to 2025, the ones that they're not delaying will have been out and they will Sony will be able to see how they perform, right? So if right. they keep coming out and they flop, 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 Sony's going to say when we get to 2025, yeah, we've looked at the data and we don't think we're going to continue forward with live service games. That's that's what I think most likely is going to end up happening. That's what I hope happens because <laughs> 12s, like I said before, even six live service games in the next two years or three year, two and a half years seems insane. But what do they expect players imagine, to do all this um, time? Um, yeah, imagine if we were getting 12. Imagine 12 live service games in the next two and a no half years. Thanks, dude. Absolutely. Cr- no one has that time. No one has no. that money. Like, crazy. Uh, so I I am with you, and I hope that, yeah, this is basically a way to cancel the game without completely canceling the game, you know? Because uh, if they if they say it's canceled, then they probably lose the shareholder money and stuff like that. Like they, right. they they move they lose support. But if they just say it's delayed, they can still pay the staff to keep working on something that's essentially dead. But at least people are getting paid. People are keeping their jobs. Studios are staying open just long enough till they get a, the next big idea, and then they can move on to that. You know, because uh, otherwise they're just yeah they're stuck. They're like, all right, we don't got money coming in. Uh, they don't have any work to do. Everyone's going to the office and just sitting in the break room. Like, we got to do something. <laughs> Here, color in this coloring book. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
I I'm on board with this, and I think it's great. And I hope I yeah I hope it turns into like hey yep just shut her down shut her down because that I don't know it's just this whole I mean we talked about this before this whole pivot to doing like live service stuff uh, is honestly kind of surprising because that's not PlayStation's bread and butter. Mm-hmm. Not to, not to say it's bad to have them in the portfolio, but have like a handful of them like two maybe three but like so when they announced 12 in two and a half years it's like crazy what are you thinking like your bread and butter is story driven adventure triple a like campaign story like focused single player focused give us some killer story give us some killer uh combat give us some killer whatever visuals like it's all about like the gameplay and the visuals and uh, amazing stories and narratives and to think that like now nah, we're gonna start just making destiny clones <laughs> it's like oh okay not that destiny is a bad game by any means but imagine having 12 destinies to keep up with that freaking oh my god ca- most people Kajoma. don't even have time to keep on top of one yeah i just like think of like uh, kajoma our patreon producer like talking about destiny and like how much time that takes to keep up with as well as like other lives that's like i couldn't imagine <laughs> like imagine no, having thank you trying to keep up with 12 and not that you have to i mean obviously you can pick and choose but i guess that even further proves my point like if people have to pick and choose then you're not you're not making the money so why make the game in the first place because people you know aren't aren't going to play the games they don't want to play <laughs> i don't know crazy i don't know if you have any other thoughts but um no i think this I, is a good move we need to we need to focus in i feel like this was a jim ryan uh uh, decision and I think once he's well now that he's pretty much out of the picture I think they're starting to be like uh actually nope nope we're not doing that yep for the better for the better yep, yep. um alright I think that's it for the nerdy nudes uh and I should probably shoot there we go switch back to that um was it? Man, no, there was something else we were going to talk about, wasn't there? Remember? We talked about, we're like, hey, there was something we're going to slide in afterwards, but now I don't remember. So I guess it wasn't. I think you board. said if you have anything to slide in, let me know, but I don't remember sneaking anything else in there. Uh, there was a story that I cut, and you're like, oh, we can mention it, but you know what? Since oh, Game Awards. Remember, ah, let's skip it. That's fine. Game Award okay. nominees were announced. Uh, go check it out. Pretty much all of the nominees for the nominees for Game Awards, I'm like, yeah, all five of those games deserve it. <laughs> like to yeah. be completely honest, there's not one game I'm like, oh, it's that one for sure. It's like, what was it? People Alan are Wake giving two. RE4 the hardest time because it's a remake. I'm like, dude, it's a ground up remake. You know, how, like they act like it's a remaster of the GameCube one that just got thrown on the list. It's right. not. Not <laughs> only is it a ground up remake, it also is not one to one, which means they had to recreate animations, skins, areas weapon you know combat everything it's right. it's more of a like a oh my like how um i mean even like we're two and three like two and yeah. three yeah like they people were fine with them getting nominated i don't think they got nominated for game of the year but they were like okay with them getting nominated for everything else so it seems wild like also in resident evil 4 they're like oh no this is like what are you talking about like the game's great uh yeah so there's resident evil 4 spider-man 2 Baldur's gate 3 tears of the kingdom uh, sorry, Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom, Ellen Wake 2, and Super Mario Brothers Wonder. Uh, again, all six of those Bangers. are incredible. 
my prediction. I guess I guess here we are. We're talking about it. We're talking about it now. <laughs> I said we weren't talking about it, but we're talking about it. Uh, I've only played three of these games, Baldur's Gate 3, Tears of the Kingdom, and Super Mario Wonder. Um, out of those three that I've played, I would personally give it to Baldur's Gate 3. But in reality, from what I've heard online, I suspect Alan Wake 2 could win it. Uh, really? I, I think it'll be close between Alan Wake 2 and Baldur's Gate 3, but I think Alan Wake 2 could take it. Um, Recency bias? Yeah, a little bit, but I don't know. Like, you just... I haven't heard a single bad thing about Alan Wake 2. And oh, I'm sure it's know, fantastic. And but also, so like, the, are the like other the, games. Yeah, I know, but I, I don't know. I just... There's been... I think... I don't know. Yeah, I, all the games, all of these games, people have loved. But I don't know for whatever reason, the social media presence that I'm, the circles that I'm in on social media and stuff, there's just been crazy talk about Alan Wake Two, both for visuals, for gameplay, for the story, for for everything. And that and that's what makes the game of the year is kind of, okay, what game encapsulates all of those things? And granted, not again, not to say that's the thing. All these other five games have all of those things too, but. Uh, I feel like I've just heard a lot more hype around Alan Wake 2 even than what I heard about uh, but that's what I'm saying I think it'd be tight with Baldur's Gate 3 I think it'd be between those two but I think because uh, I wonder in my head too I'm thinking like well yeah they won game of the year with uh, Control I almost wonder if that that could sway people be too it'd be like oh man like which I don't think it's fair necessarily, but like, oh man, they won for control. Like they just, they're a great studio. They make good games. They deserve the game kind of thing. Like, I don't think it's a fair assessment, but I, I wonder if people could, could fall into that. Like, oh yeah, the, oh yeah, they're made for making great games. So let's, let's give it to them. Right. But we'll see. I, I, my personal vote would be Baldur's Gate 3 out of the three of those that I've played, but mm-hmm. I don't know. What are you thinking? What's, I, you've played three of them as well, right? Or just two of them maybe. I play Mario. I've played Zelda. Um, I'm trying to think what else is Baldur's, Alan Wake, and RE, right? RE4 and Spider Man 2. And Spider Man. I, I, I have seen the story for Spider Man, so I'm pretty much, I guess you could say that's like a 0.5 for me. Okay. Um, yeah. No hands on the sticks, but you've watched. No hands on the sticks. I've played play through all the way through. I, yeah. Right. Uh, so, I mean, like I said, I feel like as far as quality goes, this is anybody's ball game. Unfortunately, recency bias is a real thing and it hampers these events every year. Uh, I personally am still pulling for Tears of the Kingdom, but I also understand that, like I said, recency bias, like two awesome games have also come out since that time. It That's, that's its biggest hurdle, right? Is that it came out in May. That's why I'm even surprised like RE4 got nominated because I think that was before March. That was like March or so. I was like, yeah. wow, okay, that's right. That's crazy. That even got nominated to me. Um, yeah. I also know that a lot of people just want to see something different win because you know Breath of the Wild has won it before, uh, and and they just want like a change of scenery as far as what the game of the year is. So a lot of people are voting for. I'm not saying it's not a good game. But I, I'm pretty sure the sentiment on top of Baldur's Gate 3 being the front runner is people just want to see a game like that win because it'd be different than the traditional. Well, yeah. you know, Nintendo uh, always seems to be on top and win the game of the year. 
uh, and then some people like to call it Nintendo bias, but clearly that's not in effect here because all I've heard as far as game of the year is Baldur's Gate 3. So we'll see. Um, I think that's excellent though about Alan Wake being the, the dark horse and coming and winning it. That would be awesome to see. Could you imagine all those Baldur's Gate fanboys just all collectively I mean, having an aneurysm at the same time? Yeah, right. I know that's that's I almost want <laughs> I almost want Alan Wake 2 to win. We are never see. watching the Game Awards ever again. Boycott the Game Awards. Um Game Awards winners 2019 because didn't it i'm pretty sure it won game of the year didn't it what's that or, or am i mistaken uh, control i could have swore wasn't it 2018 it came out or was it 2018 no god of war won that year uh mm. control oh control didn't win selkies in the chat just popped in and said okay well i'm mistaken that i could have swore control won game of the year uh, but yeah, I guess I was mistaken. Um, I think it was maybe nominated though. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure it was nominated for gaming. Maybe that's just probably. What it was. Um, so with that though, like I, I don't know. Yeah, I've just heard. Uh, so I guess dis- disregard what I said before about like the whole. Oh yeah, they won before. They they deserve it kind of this time too. Um, because that's not true now. But <clears throat> I would definitely. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I've just heard such incredible things about Alan Wake 2. It's like, oh man, like even though I think Tears of the Kingdom was incredible, Super Mario Wonder was amazing, Baldur's Gate 3, my game of the year, but it's like, man, like I have not heard people, like people are just, I think it's because they're surprised because Alan Wake, not that they're surprised that Remedy made a good game because Remedy makes great games, mm-hmm. but the Alan Wake franchise specifically, like the first game came out, like what? That was like 10 years ago now? No, more than that. 20. 20- no, 10. I think it was 2013. Alan Wake 1 came out in uh, 2010. 10, wow, okay. 13 years ago. So it's been 13 years since a game's come out in that franchise. So, and, and even that game, like, people at the time liked it, but I think since then, people have kind of, like... I don't know. I, anytime I hear about Alan Wake in the last like five years, they're like, oh, yeah, I remember back in the day being really good. But like, it's I don't know. It's it's this weird thing where people are all of a sudden just like, nah, it wasn't that good. Like we were crazy. Like, I don't know. What you're like, you know, I, I've heard that from people <laughs> be like, eh, it's a fine game. It's all right. It's like, are you kidding me? Like IGN gave it a nine out of ten. Like, eh, it was all right. It's like, OK. Uh, so I think there's this weird thing where recently like people were kind of cold on Alan Wake. So then two came out and it was amazing. It's like, oh shoot okay no that this franchise is good so right. i could almost see it winning just because it's like it was a, such a surprise people didn't expect it to be good and then for it to be like nine out of ten with a bunch of places the new one so yeah ultimately i, I think i i i have a couple that i'm pulling for but i cannot be mad at whoever ends up winning because all these games are outstanding and yeah. and also we have to also remember too uh yeah it's a fun pomp and circumstance thing the game awards but it's also not real they don't get anything from this except maybe recognition from from the the general two percent of the market nerd audience who tunes into this so if your favorite game doesn't get picked or doesn't get nominated don't get upset and butthurt about it it has it it has no bearing on whether or not your game is great there were a lot of games that ended up not getting nominated for things that they should have um 
Shout out to Hi-Fi Rush. I don't know why right. you're not in more more uh, categories. That was a phenomenal standout Hi-Fi game Rush for me this year. Hi-Fi Rush should have been nominated, year. yeah, for so much more. Yes. Um, but yeah, so don't let the, don't don't take it personal if your game gets snubbed or if your game doesn't win. It's still a great game, and nothing's gonna change about that. So, yep, hundred percent. Uh, Salky says in the chat, the Nintendo bias thing is so silly. Sony has so many Game of the Year wins and nominations. If Nintendo gets a win, people just claim bias. It's wild. It's true. Like there's so many. It's like it's so not a thing. (laughs) Like PC gamers just don't like Nintendo. I think it's because they'll never because Nintendo games will never come to PC. They're sad. Like maybe I don't know. That seems to be like (laughs) the the main people that I see like having major issues with with them as far as like yeah their library like they have a grudge or something like that but i don't know i don't know it's weird there's so many other things that you can dislike nintendo for their business practices are uh very abhorrent and anti-consumer at times uh they hardly ever release enough hardware when they when they release new hardware they make a bunch of stupid decisions as far as online content and YouTube and streaming and whatnot. Uh, you know what I mean? But yeah, them winning award shows for the one thing that they're actually fantastic at is having great dev teams that make great games. Kind of crazy. So I was just scrolling through game award winners, get game of the year winners, and Nintendo only has one they only have they only have one they won legend zelda breath of wild that's it that's what i'm saying (laughs) like 2014 was dragon age inquisition 2015 is witcher 3 wild hunt uh then overwatch then breath of wild god of war sekiro shadows die twice which that's the game i was confused about uh because control came out the same year so control is oh it was nominated it was nominated but it lost to sekiro uh, Last was part two. It takes two. Elden Ring, and then there's this year. So it's like actually PlayStation, out of all like of, of the big, th- quote unquote, the big three: Xbox, Nintendo, PlayStation. Like PlayStation actually has more wins on here with God of War and Last was Part Two than uh, than anyone anything else. You know, compared to yeah, Nintendo man. or Xbox. So I don't know. I don't know. People are weird. <laughs> People are weird um i uh, i guess that's it and uh let's get into our patreon ad let's do it at granger we're for the ones who specialize in saving the day and for the ones who've mastered the art of keeping business moving we offer industrial-grade supplies for every industry with same-day pickup and next-day delivery on most orders, all backed by real people ready to help. So you can get the right answers and products right when you need them. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. 
This is a part of the show where I tell you to go over to patreon.com slash supergamerboys and support us over there just for $1 a month. That's right. Well, we have some other tiers. We'll talk about those in a minute. But for just $1 a month, you can get episodes early and ad-free, such as this show. Uh, that's right. So immediately after recording, I'm going to edit this up, upload it to the interwebs for you all to enjoy, both uh, the stream VOD as well as the audio portion. So you can get it a couple days ahead of time, ahead of everyone else who gets it and has to wait till Wednesday. Uh, and with ads so why wait when you can get it now ad free uh you can also support us at the five dollar a month level and get show notes early and uh, know exactly what we're going to be talking about see the news stories see the listener questions and that doc is open for you guys not only to view but to comment on so you can click on different portions of the doc leave your questions comments concerns about anything on there so if you're like hey i want to answer the listener question click on it leave your comment if you want to, uh, if you have thoughts about one of the news stories, go ahead and leave your comments. We'll read it live on the air. If you want to talk about what you've been playing and what you're playing segment, go ahead and click on there and be like, hey, I've been playing X, Y, and Z, and this is how I feel about it. We'll read it. So if you want to be a part of the show, have your voice heard, go ahead and support us at the $5 a month level. Uh, $10 a month, you can get be a Super Gamer sponsor, where you get a uh, shout-out at the top of each and every episode, uh, as well as the previous perks I mentioned, and the top dog tier, Patreon producer, all those previous perks, as well as, uh, well, basically you're kind of on the uh, behind-the-scenes insider club, uh, I guess you could say, uh, where you can pitch segments to shows, you can be a guest on show, you just, uh, I don't know, you just get a little bit different treatment around here. Uh, if you have insights or thoughts or questions, like, you know, you kind of have our ear. We're there to listen to you and you have recommendations and helps and whatnot. So, um, yeah, that's how it is with, uh, with Hophead Ed and Kajoma and, uh, well, Bumble Smash, he's been around a bit. Uh, he's We've got to play games with him recently. It's kind of cool, actually, to start to, like, oh, hang out with some of these people. So, yeah, really, if you want to be more behind the scenes and connected to the inner circle, support us at that super gamer. Uh, I guess the Patreon producer tier there, it's called. Um, let's see, another way you can support us is if you are watching here on twitch.tv slash the super gamer boys, uh, you can subscribe to us for free. That's right. Normally a sub is five bucks, but if you have Amazon Prime, that means you have a Prime gaming sub waiting to go. Uh, uh, you can link your Amazon account to your Twitch account and access those Prime rewards. You get all sorts of access to uh, some cool free games for your own game library, as well as uh, add-ons and extras and all sorts of doodads for, for other games. Uh, Pokemon Go and Valorant and League of Legends and all sorts of stuff. But one of the perks of having a Prime Gaming uh, account is having the Prime Gaming sub free each and every month. Costs you zero dollars and whoever you give it to gets five bucks right out of Jeff Bezos's pocket. So if you want to throw some money our way uh, for free, go ahead and use that Prime Gaming sub on us right now. We'd appreciate that. Five dollars for us doesn't cost you anything. And you also will get access. So not only do you get all the Prime Gaming perks, but when you sub to our channel specifically, you get access to our emotes like the Emoji Hype Face, the Emoji Hype, the uh, Adrian Hype Face, uh, the Garrett Pain Face, the JJ Ghost Face. Uh, there's some uh, random little emotes that we have on there that are fun uh, for you to share around the rest of the the Twitch sphere. So think about it. Support us over there. We would very much appreciate that. Um, and uh, let's see. Without further ado, I guess uh, we'll get back to the show.
right, we are back from the Patreon ad here, and uh, I think it's now time for me to ask you, what you're playing? I've been playing quite a few things, actually. Uh, I am getting close to the end of the Mario and Luigi uh, Superstar Saga remake. I think I maybe have about 30 minutes left on that, just like the final boss fight, and then I can chalk that one up on the board. Um, What else? Oh, I finished uh, Recommendation Dog, which oh, is a play date game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's actually not that long. It's probably about 30 minutes. It's just it 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 the gameplay gets tough, so it makes you have to restart time and time okay. again. Right. Um, but you know, I mean it's it's a fun concept. It's a cool little game. Um, I'm glad to have played it. I would definitely recommend it if you have a few minutes of your day. Yeah. Um let me see. I think I've I'm trying to remember. Recommendation dog, is that the one? Where clients come into the office and they go, I need a highly skilled mechanic. And then you flip through your Rolodex or you crank through your Rolodex through your cards and try to find one that what, matches was that their, a, their Was that request. part of like was that a part of the original release or is that something you have to download separately and on out from the catalog? It's from the catalog, but remember uh when they first introduced catalog, they gave you three games for free. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was one I don't, of those. I don't yeah, I don't think I played it then. I think I downloaded it, but I never played I played through most like a lot of the games tried out a lot of the games for them from like the original you know uh release season uh but yeah once catalog released i've actually not really touched it much since then so i need to i need to dive back in there and check that out because that uh that sounds like a fun i mean there's a lot of fun games in that catalog it's crazy to say like they're dumping so much in there it's so cool every week Constantly. they keep adding more yeah i always get tweets notifications and emails about a new playdate catalog drop there's always games coming in there dude yeah. Uh, real quick, what are your thoughts on the play date now? It's but we've had it for what a year or two. Um, what are your feelings overall? And then what are your feelings on like, I don't know. I was thinking about it recently, just where they had kind of talked about like that certain things would be out by now that aren't like the speaker dock thing and like different things like that, or like they've talked about a season two eventually coming, but then it's like I don't know, it's kind of radio silence a little bit, like. So overall, what are your thoughts on Steam Deck or not Steam Deck, the, the play date? And then <laughs> what are your thoughts on just like, I don't know. Yeah. On them taking so long with some of these other releases. Uh, like, do you think it's a, like, is there a problem? Should we be worried? Like, are they no, just going to stop supporting no. it or? No, uh, I mean, it, it's so most people are not paying attention to it. Right. As far as like the main stream of games, right. but if you really step back and look at it and look at the chatter online, not only with people who have them, but like with developers who are interested in working on it or amateur developers who are making like their first ever games, this thing has evolved into its own little microcosm. Like it, it's its own ecosystem yeah. at this point. Yeah. Right. Because if you think about it, like it presents a challenge for seasoned developers to try to make a game on this hardware. Right. Meanwhile, it also gives the ease of access to because it's so simplified that if you are ever wanting to make a game, this is the perfect platform to try to do it. Right. Yeah. So that combined with the nonstop support from Panic that's been out, like I said, they, they continuously let people know about drops of games coming in. Uh, Itch.io has new games coming in from from independent developers all the time. Um, I, I don't think that 
we'll see any any shortage of support. Actually, they just had another um, uh, an event recently, kind of oh. about the state of the uh, the state of Playdate and how things are going. Okay. Um, I I do think because of because of the pandemic and because the initial batch of, of units did have a, a battery defect that they had to go through and, and fix, which ended up, you know, taking a lot more time than they originally thought. Yeah. It, it could make it seem like they are taking forever with these. Um, but unfortunately, that's one of the risks of manufacturing is that things like this can happen. Um, I don't necessarily know what the deal is with the speaker or the pin or anything like that. I don't know if they're having more trouble than they thought they were going to. Um, the pool suite app is still not on there. The the radio app where you you know you can just let the the playdate just play stuff. That's right. still not there. Um, so I don't I don't know what what the deal is. I don't unfortunately uh, work. At panic didn't get that opportunity i mean thanks guys you appreciate you connect- you have your connections though you should reach out reach out to them and we should have them on a show sometime i do but- boys with the playdate people that'd be sick <laughs> i i mean i can i could reach out and see i would love to do that and just you know pick their brains about what's what's been going on with playdate uh that's actually a good idea maybe i maybe i uh flex that muscle and see um yeah, I don't know. I, I I think it's exactly what I thought it was going to be as far as like a device and how it works and, and everything else. I did not expect it to have the following that it does and the the fervor for development and as many titles outside of the original season one uh, as it does. I think they waited a while for season two because they wanted to make sure that all the original ones were out the door. And that also took a lot longer than expected. I think what just earlier this year, they finally shipped out the last batch like summertime. I think it was. Yeah, it's it. It was just recently. So, yeah, it's not not been very long. um, Right. Where they are finally caught up now with like, I think if you go to the store now, like you could pretty much order it and it just comes to you at this point. So. Right. Yeah, so you also true. have to you have to plan for yeah. People just got like some people just got their units of, like a month or two ago, right? And yeah. then you also have to give people time to get acclimated to the unit to play through the original season 1 games before you uh you know, bring out a season 2 because season 2 I feel like is they're going to they're going to charge for because they gave you season 1 with the purchase yeah. of the unit. That's true. So if they give you the initial set and they're like, all right, here's more games. Give us more money. And you're like, I just bought the unit, dude. Let me <laughs> let me play these games first. Yeah. So um, I yeah, I, I, I do think we're going to get season two. I think it's probably going to be next year just to give everybody that, a yeah. good a good window of time so that everybody has their play date that ordered one initially and that everybody has had time to get used to it and play through whatever games they wanted to play through in the library. Um, I do think that people are going to have a good little bit of sticker shock with with season two. Uh, if it is another 24 games like this one is, uh, because I don't I don't I, I mean, if you think about it, what on average, maybe they're about three to four dollars. So I could definitely see a bundle being like seventy nine ninety nine, eighty nine ninety nine for the season. 
which is fair when you're getting 24 games. But I don't I don't know. I just feel like because it's on a play date and it it by the average person it could be viewed as lesser because it's it's a essentially a, a, a hyper reflective Game Boy screen and it, it it is for all intents and purposes a beefy Game Boy, right? So yeah. I don't know. I could go on. But um I think they're right on track for what the only thing and I, I know Everybody's already said it, but I would have really liked an option to pay more for a backlight. I know. And the wild thing that like, it's crazy that no one's figured out how to put a backlight in there either. Like you'd think by now, like someone would have figured it out and they're like, no, like from what most people say, it's like, nah, it's just not possible. (laughs) Sorry. I would have, I would have gladly paid for like a, 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 a pocket or a play date light. Like, you know how there was a game boy light. Like if it was an extra 25 bucks, done yeah i'm not even talking about like oh it's got to have an ultra bright led just let me see it in the dark yeah that's like all. The, remember the little worm light that you plugged in the side of the game boy color and like came <laughs> up and around and like it was like springy and it, oh you know, like has anybody made like, that even if it was it just plugged in the USB-C port in the bottom and just kind of right. like wrapped around the top or something like that like that would have been that's awesome. actually a good idea where it's just basically like powered off of the usb port, right like, I mean, it might be that might be annoying with like hand. Well, not really. Like no, it goes straight cause even, down. Because even like I have mine plugged into right now, so even like the like the cable, like you can just kind of even like wrap your fingers around it, like it's right. Cold. And then you curve it around behind the unit and come around up. Yeah. How has nobody done this? Make like a like a retro style Game Boy Color, yeah, worm light that was like like, like I remember having one of those. It was. Like, How did they not think of this? It's yeah. it's so based off the Game Boy. You would think. That's one of the biggest things that everybody used was a worm light or some yeah. kind of lighting. All right. Let's put together a tweet after the show goes down. We're going to tweet that out and like tag play day and be like, hey, we got your next big idea. Can't put a backlight in there. It's fine. Well, just, well hang on. Hang us- on. Hang on. Let them let them get that speaker out first. I need that speaker. And then and then we can, you know, think about the next thing. OK. Yeah. All right. But all yeah, right. I think it's a great console. I think it hit all the marks that I was expecting. It met all my expectations, and I cannot wait to see if this momentum keeps up where it goes. Okay. So. Cool. Um, anything else you've been playing other than... Uh, uh, oh, I finished Ape Out. Oh, nice. Yeah, that is an independent developer game. Yeah. Um, for, I played it on Switch, where you are an ape, and... <laughs> Uh, you're trying to escape. It's literal ape escape, except you're the monkey and you're actually like a 1200 pound gorilla. Um, <laughs> and you're going through the lab, like just, just brutalizing all the poachers and catchers and scientists that are trying to keep you captive. And every level is you trying to get through one section of a building or, or a field or whatever. And you have to use like cover for the walls you can grab other people and throw them into other walls or other people. You can make um, the poachers shoot their guns at other poachers by holding them hostage like a meat shield. It's so awesome. <laughs> and it's all set to interactive freeform jazz. I know. The first time I played it and it fired up and the soundtrack just starts going and you're just like very quickly you're just like beating the crap out of people and ripping dudes in half just but this is this smooth <laughs> sick jazz i'm like yeah, i could listen to this all <laughs> day 
the cymbal, the cymbal crashes and like, yeah, yeah the little like, horn honks and saxophones. Like, oh, my yeah. God. This is perfect. This game's yeah. so good. That game is awesome. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, real quick, I do want to give a huge shout out to Super Best Friends video game Sleepover. Uh, they just, uh, SBFBGS just raided our channel and they are one hey. of our, I guess you could say Sister Show is part of the network with us. So thank you so much for the raid. Uh, I appreciate you. Uh, hey, that's the name of the show. Yes, it is. Uh, I think I've said it before and I said it wrong. So I'm glad I said it right this time. So go <laughs> check them out. They have a, a very, very, very fine product over there. Great podcast. Good people. Uh, and uh, and I mean, David streams nonstop. So if you want to see some hilarity, go, go watch his streams. He does, uh, he does some good stuff. Um, uh, yeah, that's what I've been playing. Uh, how about yourself? Awesome. Okay, so this is going to blow all of your minds here we go uh i've been playing more metal gear all right all right that's not that surprising Come right on. i Come i played on. metal gear i played metal gear solid one when the master collection first dropped i'm like three quarters of the way through metal gear solid two but but here's a wild thing i got like yeah like i said three quarters of the way through metal gear solid two i'm like hmm in my solid snake voice hmm you know know what this is wild but i'm just gonna go out on on a whim here and just check something out so i have the site uh that uh you can get they have really good steam sales steam keys for really cheap don't know where they get them from i'm not gonna ask but they're really cheap (laughs) Mm -hmm. and i was like do they like i wonder how much metal gear solid five ground zeros and band of pain is they had Ground Zeroes was on sale for two dollars, and Phantom Pain was on sale for five dollars. So for Bingo. seven dollars, Bingo! I picked up on Steam. It was going for I think they were like twenty or thirty a piece, and I'm like, well, that's a steal. Seven dollars for two games. That's great. So I picked them up, and I had never, uh, I had played through Ground Zeroes back when it first came out because I. It was a period of my life where I wasn't super up on all the video game news. I was playing video games at the time, but I just wasn't super into the news like I am was was before and I am now. Um, and so I thought it was the full release. And I'm like, why is it only like 30 or 40 bucks? That's weird. And then I played it and beat it in like 20 minutes. I was not very happy <laughs> when I realized it was just a teaser for Phantom Pain coming later. I'm like, you got Kojima got you again. He played us like a fiddle. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, so I was like, all right, this is cool and all, but whatever, I guess we'll see what the actual product is like. And then Phantom Pain came out, and I was like, this is not a Metal Gear game. This is a disgrace. <laughs> I, that that was, wow. for, for the longest time, I very, very much disliked Metal Gear Solid Five. Um, I don't know, my favorites are Metal Gear Solid 1, Metal Gear Solid 2. Even even three is kind of like eh. Three is fine for me. Four is great. One, two, four. Oh, the best ones, right? Four three, is, is oh, four is a masterpiece, man. Oh man, if you're a Metal yeah. Gear fan, dude, four is up there. It's up there. I think for me, just because of nostalgia, like two or one and two, like kind of beat it out. But like four, honestly, I that's one I need to replay because I think I've only played like once in my life, but it's. The fact that it's locked on a PS3 sucks. You know. I know. Um, Hopefully that's going to get fixed. Well, I don't know if I want them to do another 
I don't another set. I, like I talked about last week, the uh, Master Collection Volume One is such a garbage truck on fire. I don't know if I want them to do Volume yeah, Two. Yeah, just I'm leave it so on PS3. Just leave I'm it on so PS3. Scared. It's fine. Uh, I'll keep my PS3 around, or I'll I'll, I'll uh, emulate it. One of the two. Right. Um, but so I jumped through. I played through Ground Zeroes again. Finished it. Beat it. I'm like, all right, cool. I did one of the side ops too. I'm like, all right, I get it. I get it. I get the story. I just let's get into the main thing. You know, we know. We all know why we're here. Let's let's get into Phantom Pain. And I don't know. I'm going through this thing where the intro, honestly, is grabbing me. I'm like, all right, this is cool. This is crazy. This is zany. Like, what the heck's going on in this hospital? This is wild. Uh, A and again, big I've, boss I've, I've, story? I, you hate big boss. Whoa. Yeah, I mean, but that's the thing. Like, playing through this, I'm just like, it. I don't know. It's... I think I'm more interested, hooked. I'm hooked at the moment just because of the zany craziness. I'm just like, what is going on? Like, this is the zany craziness that I love from the Metal Gear series. So I'm in. But what I'm worried is exactly what happened, whatever, eight years ago when this game came out, 10 years ago, whatever it's been. It's been a while. 2015, right? So I guess it's uh, eight years ago. Um, the same thing that happened but then is like, I also was hooked at the beginning. And then within like a few hours in, I was like, oh, I, this is just go do a mission, come back to Mother Base, go do a mission, come back to Mother Base. And, and the story was kind of lackluster. Like the story felt secondary to me. For which, which one? Which is for five. I'm we're, we're talking Phantom Pain here. Okay. Um, where How dare like, you? That's, that's, it's, this is, you know what five is? Five is super Peace Walker. I never played Peace Walker. Oh, that's right. I forget. I only played numbered Metal Gear games, apparently. <laughs> I forget. I forget. Uh, but yeah, so I, I don't know. At this point, I am in and I'm enjoying it. And I think what's helping is I am playing it on my Steam Deck. You can play it on ultra settings, quality settings, get smooth 60 FPS on the Steam Deck. You better. It's a PS3 game. Right here, this baby right here. That might be sold within the next three days, so I can buy the <laughs> new one. We'll see. Um, well, I mean, you, it was a PS3 slash PS4. It was like a, it came out on both true that's fair um and it does show and, and, it, and it does is, though and it, and it does look better than i remember playing it back then like when it first came out i remember playing it on like i played on ps4 uh but even still like firing up on steam deck i'm like it looks really freaking good out here on ultra setting <laughs> and stuff smooth 60 because i don't even think the ps4 did 60 fps like i, I think it's probably locked at 30 for console um i don't know that for sure don't 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 Oh, they're don't coming. That. Don't fact check me on that. No, one. no, no. It's too late. <laughs> oh shoot. Uh, but I don't know. Yeah, I don't. I'm giving another chance. A lot of people, because so many people love this game so dang much, and I don't understand why. Like, so I was like, there has to be a reason. I must. I must have missed something. So I'm like, I'm starting a new save, starting completely over, starting with five. I'm gonna give it the old college try. See if I can get through it. So far, so good. I'm enjoying it. But again, like that's what happened before. I enjoyed it for a while. Then it got to a point where I'm like, this is boring. It's the same thing over and over again. Like, move on. I, I want more story. You have to think about it in a large scale. You're setting up Mother Base. Yeah, but I like like I've talked about before, I also just don't care about Big Boss. Like, that's why three is like three is again, three is like three and five. People just love. And I'm like, those are the two I like the least because I just don't care about I just don't care about Big Boss. Snake is a way more compelling character to me than Big Boss. But Snake, Snake gets even more compelling because of Big Boss. 
maybe. I, I, <laughs> oh man, I, I, I wish there was a way for you to like, I really hope that this hooks you and you're like, I gotta play three now. Well, I, my plan is to continue through the master collection. Like I'm not done with like, I'm, I, I finished one. I'm almost done with two. I plan on moving on to three. Like I'm not, cause I've played three before. I have played three before once. I've only played it once in my life. I'd like to play mm-hmm. it a second time. Uh, so yeah, I'm, I've done one. I'm almost done with two. I plan on going on three. Um, Peace Walker. I technically, I have a PSP. I can play it on there, I guess. Or, uh, I do have HD collection on my PS3. I don't know what should be probably, probably be better to play on the PS3. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I would say. Um, also, don't ever sell that game. It's going for stupid amounts of money right now. The HD the, collection? The Legacy Collection? Yeah, that's the one I have right here. Yeah, the PS3 Legacy Collection. Is that what yeah. you're talking about? This yeah. Right yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, don't um, ever get rid of that. I Yeah, I got it super cheap off eBay. I mean... I think I got lucky though, because I'm pretty sure it was like, I remember watching, I watched a bunch of auctions and it was like crazy price, crazy price, crazy price. And then all of a sudden, like I saw one, I'm like, oh, that's only like 30 bucks. All right. <laughs> I picked it up. And then, so I can only imagine they've gone up more, especially with like how disappointed a lot of people are with the master collection. <laughs> Everyone's just trying to get the PS3 HD collection, basically. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, I wish so there that's... was a, yeah, I wish there was a way for for five to to get you going like get your taste buds going so you can go and play three because three takes place before five yeah chronologically yeah Yeah, i mean well and that's what i'm saying like i've played three and it was fine but yeah i we'll see we'll see if it kind of helps maybe it'll it'll enhance the experience a little bit if i played a second time be like oh okay three wasn't like a it was good um but i don't know i just uh oh man the last solid snake just Mm-mm-mm. it's all right it's okay <laughs> okay all right we're not gonna disrespect right, the boss right. like this don't I'll, do I'll, that i'll disrespect the boss all day don't do that <laughs> all right um so yeah bear uh, if anyone has any tips and tricks i see in the chat uh, uh david and everyone and, and friends are talking about uh because <laughs> i remember uh this was well, it was like two years ago now, right? Or was it during COVID? It was even three years ago. You streamed, uh, talking to David in the chat, you, he streamed through Metal Gear Solid 5. Um, and he, so in the chat, he's talking about uh, this crazy, I don't know what you call it, tactic, gameplay mechanic that he, did, he came up with called a sleep jeep. Uh, a sleep jeep. <laughs> You fill a jeep full of sleeping enemy soldiers. You find a cliff. You drive the jeep off the cliff. Soldiers die. <laughs> I remember. I mean, that's doing... one way to do it. <laughs> watching him play was so bizarre. Like honestly, like that was so much fun to watch him play. But only because like of how crazy things got with like the way he played in that sandbox was insane. I'm just not that creative. Maybe that's the problem. I am just not creative enough to play this game. Like I would never have come up with this freaking sleep jeep. Uh, I don't know. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. Um, I guess that's it for the show. We can wrap this bad boy up. So thank you all so much for listening. Thank you all for listening to the podcast, watching us over on youtube.com slash super gamer boys, or maybe you caught the stream uh, on Monday nights. So we streamed to both YouTube and twitch.tv slash the super gamer boys dual streaming. Uh, streams akimbo over here. Uh, check us oh, out. It's, it's a show, it streams akimbo. <laughs> uh, Call of Duty. 
<laughs> follow us over on Twitch. Uh, subscribe on YouTube. Uh, thank you so much to Super Best Friend Video Game Sleepover for the raid. We appreciate you folks over there. Uh, you can support us over at patreon.com slash supergamerboys starting at just a dollar a month. We'd appreciate that dollar very much uh, or more or more. I mean, we $15 is cool too. We appreciate that. Uh, SGBstore.com if you're interested in some merch, you can get some sweet t-shirts. We got some hoodies and sweaters. It is getting colder out there. Think about getting a big Super Gamer Boys crew neck sweater. It's my favorite go-to. Nice. Uh, you can rate and review us wherever you can. That'd be great. <laughs> Apple Apple Podcasts, that'd be awesome. I don't know the last time we got a review. Go leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. We'd very much appreciate that. Uh, shout out to Jack Sriracha once again and Yate for allowing us to use their music in the background here of our show. Uh, thank you very much. And uh, make sure to go show them some love and support. Uh, links will be in the show description on the podcast and YouTubes. Click on those links, listen to their music, show them some love. Uh, we appreciate that very much. Uh, you can find us during the week at supergamerboys.com, Twitter and Instagram at supergamerboys. You can find me over on Twitter and Instagram at gmorelang. And Adrian, where can the fine folks find you at? You can find me any and everywhere at homeboy. At homeboy. And with that, uh, I'm done. So, Adrian, why don't you take us out of here? Sweet. Uh, folks, as Garrett said earlier, and as we always say, thank you for hanging out with us for another week of Super Gamer Boys. We could not do this without you. We appreciate everybody who watches, listens, downloads, tells a friend. It all helps. Uh, and we hope to continue to keep doing this for you for the long haul. Uh, I mean, oh we've yeah, been getting, I, it's our five what? five year anniversary. I just want to reiterate, we said at the beginning of the show, but five years five old. Five whole today, November, years, November thirteenth. Five years old. This train's Crazy. been going, and we hope to see it all the way to the end of the line Heck yeah. with you guys in tow. But until next time, we have been the Super Gamer Boys. We'll catch you on the flippity flop. I don't know why that streams akimbo tickled me so bad. <laughs> I, I, I had never thought about using it like that. <laughs> Dreams of Kimbo. Got jokes. <laughs>